Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is Rick Lozano, and you already know me, Miss Genesis Amars Kemp, the founder and the host. But let me tell you a little bit more about my special guest that is in the hot seat. Rick Lozano helps people unlock potential and amplify their talent. And he does it all with his unique blend of energy, expertise, and a musician's soul. With 20 years of experience in award-winning talent and leadership development programs, Rick brings his unique approach to audiences across the globe. Combining his expertise as a world-class speaker with his talents as a singer and songwriter and musician, he is the author of Acoustic Leadership, Develop a Leadership Culture That Resonates and the owner of Unlock and Amplify. He has built a reputation for his refreshing delivery that leaves audiences raving and more importantly, with action items they can immediately implement to produce change. And today we're gonna dive into his book. We're gonna talk about authenticity and some other gems, but stay tuned as I bring on the man behind it all, Rick Lozano. Hello. Thank you so much, Rick, for being here. Amazing background and you are right on track because we're definitely going to get in, into all of the things that you're working on. But before we dive in, I want my guests to be able to connect with you in a fun and personal way. And I'm sure you've done your research, so you know what's next. There are two options. We can do a rapid fire 10 question game or break the ice. What are you in yep. the mood for? Well, because I've done my research, what I know is that most of the people on your podcast choose the random questions. So I'm going to go the other direction. I'm going to go with the icebreaker. Okie dokie. We're breaking the ice with Rick. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or something fun and interesting about yourself. Or if you're feeling generous, combine the two. Okay, I think I have exactly the thing. So, uh, as you might have mentioned, or or uh, I don't know if you did actually. I'm a musician. I'm a singer songwriter, and music is a big part of who I am and what I do. And I've written six albums of original music, and you know they're available on Spotify and Amazon and stuff like that. Uh, but I also bring music into my work as a speaker and as a consultant, and it's it's really it's interesting because I consider myself a quote unquote serious musician. But what most people know me for are my funny songs that I write and perform during keynotes. And so let's see. Yeah. So there's, I've got this one. As a matter of fact, we're going to do this. Genesis, are you ready for this? Yes. Play it. There's no no better way to introduce myself than to introduce myself, telling you exactly how I started out doing what I do today. So I was doing a keynote presentation in South Carolina And a gentleman came up to me after the session and says, hey, so how do you get into this business and do what you do? 
I said, well, you know, it's different for everybody, but here's, here's what I did. And it was completely by mistake. And he said, oh, wow, that's interesting. You should write a song about that and make that, you know, the procedure that people follow to become a, a keynote speaker, leadership development guy. I said, yeah, that's funny. He's like, no, seriously, write a song about it. I want to hear it next time. And so I said, okay. So Genesis, I wrote a song about it. This is a song. This is the exact step-by-step -step process for how to become a leadership development consultant, keynote speaker, as you know, exemplified by me, Rick Lozano. Here's, here's how it goes. All right. And this is a joke, by the way. I don't take myself seriously. This is a song called How to Be Like Me. All right. Ooh, I'm out of tune, though. Should have tuned up. It's close enough. Graduate from college with a useless degree. Move to California to set myself free. Grow my hair long and join a crappy band. And that's how you be like me. Move to Colorado with a girl who is a clown. She wasn't always a clown. She went to clown college. So it's kind of like she was training to be a clown. Okay, anyway, we're going to move on. Move to Colorado with a girl who is a clown. Break up because you're afraid to settle down. Move on back to Texas for a teaching degree. And that's how you be like me. Move back to Colorado for a woman that you met. <laughs> Struggle with the bills because you don't have a job yet. Married and divorced. See how easy this can be? That's how you be like me. All right, but here's where it gets complicated. Quit teaching, move to banking. Quit banking, back to teaching. Quit teaching, back to banking. Get a job teaching banking. See how that works? Stay a corporate trainer because you love what you do. Work for a tech coach, try something new. No more suits and ties on my body, you will see. And that's how you be like me. Find the love of your life. Get married, celebrate. She thinks this song is stupid, but I think it's really great. Become a singing speaker who teaches how to lead. And that's how you be like me. That's right. That's how you be like me. That's how you be like me. That's right, Genesis. The step-by-step -step process for <laughs> how to be like me. That's a total joke again, by the way. But that's how, that's how I got here. That's the story. Wow, that was awesome. So you've had a non-traditional path, lots of ups and downs and et cetera, but it's those ups and downs that build character because not only did things happen to you, but they happened for you and it helped you develop personally and professionally. And I love that song. I was over here cracking up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was so much fun. Amazing. And now you're back in Texas, married to the love of your life. So you did settle down after going through hardships, breakups, and, you know, just not with the right person, which is okay because we have all been there. And I could totally agree if I would have married the first guy, I probably will be divorced by now and a crap <laughs> show. But I'm so glad. I met my husband and we met in a non-traditional way. And now here we are, um, six years in the game. We dated for three, been married longer, been married a little over three. And then now wow. we waited three years and now we're expecting a bundle of joy. So there like, you go. <laughs> it's working out fine. It's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So um, I know you wrote this book and I want you to hold up the book and share with the audience 
Okay, talk about the book cover because it's black and it's it's very it's very bare, but then the yellow in acoustic stands out. Yeah. So the idea behind the, the cover song is, uh, well, first of all, the, the book is called Acoustic Leadership, Develop a Leadership Culture That Resonates. And a lot of the work that I do involves musical ideas and analogies because music for me is the source of connection. It's the source of inspiration, but what it also is, is the source of connection with other people. No matter where you go or what you're doing, you can always find some sort of common ground through music. So I use music as a metaphor and people tend to relate to it really well. The idea behind acoustic leadership was how do we make leadership as simple as possible? How can we help develop a leadership culture in our organizations, in our teams, within ourselves? A leadership organization, by the way, with or without a title, leadership culture with or without a title, and, and how do we bear it down to the essentials? And so the book was this idea of what, what does resonate look like? It looks like popping out. It looks like emanating from a source. And that's what I think leadership, effective leadership does. It influences other people and spreads out. And when we do it right, everybody's involved. So that's kind of how the book covers laid out and why it looks that way. And when I looked at the cover and you start to see the lines bouncing off the words acoustic and leadership, it kind of reminds me of like vibrations because like whenever you play music, there's vibrations that go with it. Whenever you step into your authentic self, like you vibrate and you radiate out. And so other people are drawn to you because they're like, oh, wow, she's doing that or he's doing that. Like, how can I be more like them? And then they start to get inquisitive and they want to learn more but then whenever they begin to connect with you you give them the playbook but you say hey here's a caveat you're not me but you are you but you could take these principles and this foundation and build yours up so you can radiate and you can vibrate out yeah and the other thing behind that is these vibrations emanate from every single one of us and so often people tend to associate leadership with you know formal titles like manager director vice president and so on but the truth is, in so many ways, we're all leaders because we all do things that reverberate, that vibrate, that impact other people. So the question is, what are we putting out there? And are those things resonating with people, helping them become the people that they're supposed to be? Or is it getting in the way? And that's the, the entire exploration in the book is how can we make it simpler for all of us to develop as effective leaders? Absolutely. And whenever you think about leadership, I love that you said we don't need to have the fancy titles in order to be a leader. We can lead from anywhere. And I think that's the that's the important part because that begins to resonate with someone because they say, yeah, I may not have the title, but I've been told that I could lead from anywhere. So how are you living your life? How are you helping other people's what type of imprint are you making? And how is that imprint driving an impact? And if you could see that, that shows that you're a leader right there and you have leadership abilities and skills. You don't need to have all these titles because I tell people, just like someone climbs a corporate ladder, that's the same ladder you could fall back down. Just like oh, yeah. you go up, you could come back down. And you, you can't be so hung up on these titles because a title doesn't make an individual. The person who leads with the impact and the person who walks it like they talk it and they have synergy, that is what makes a leader. Oh, yeah. That is what makes a leader. And one of the things that I think is so important to remember is what is the role of leaders? Say, for example, in organizations, 
a lot of times people assume that, hey, I want to become a leader because it's about me moving up and it's about me climbing that ladder. And look, sure, all of us have career aspirations. And if that's your goal, hey, that's great. But the role of a leader itself is to help other people. A leader's role is to help other people do their best work. And when leaders do it right, people around them have opportunities. They grow into themselves. They realize potential and capabilities that they didn't know they, they, they had. And that, that's why I wrote the book the way I wrote it. I said, how do we make this simple? Because we live in this really noisy world and there's so much information all around us. And, and it kind of happened like this, Genesis. So my journey with leadership very early on in my career, I learned that I was allergic to management. That wasn't my thing. It was, you know, hey, there's some really good roles for some people, but management to me just didn't sort of work. That wasn't my path. But what I learned was my talent was developing managers and developing leaders. And so I spent the last 20 years, over 20 years now, I spent 20 years developing leaders in the financial services institution and then uh, 10, 10 years in the technology sector before moving on and creating my own business. And my talent was helping leaders develop. And again, one of the things that I struggled with at a certain point in time, I said, look, there's so much out there. How do we make it simple? And I came up with this idea of acoustic leadership. And when I thought about acoustic leadership, as with all things in my world, it, it was inspired by music. Do you remember uh, MTV Unplugged? Yes. So I happened to be watching MTV Unplugged one day. Don't know why. It just came up somewhere in a YouTube channel or something. And I remembered this, this series, right? So if you remember, you know, these popular bands, they did a whole bunch of unplugged segments on MTV back when they actually had music, you know? Uh, and I was loving this one particular performance. And I thought, why does this work? Well, there's three things that are happening in those performances. Simplicity, authenticity, and opportunity. Simplicity, right? It's scaled back. It's minimalistic. There aren't these giant light shows. Authenticity. This is the real deal. It's a more intimate environment. And if you listen to some of those recordings, musicians are screwing up all over the place. I was watching uh, Paul McCartney's one just like a couple of weeks ago, as a matter of fact. And Paul McCartney, you know, one of the greatest musicians of all time, starts off in, with the very first, or not first song he plays, but the, one of the first verses out of his own song that he wrote, he screwed up. In the middle of it, he stops the song. It's like, oh, no, wait, those aren't the right chords. Let's start over. <laughs> that was a horrible Paul McCartney accent. So authenticity. And then finally, opportunity. It was an opportunity to see those artists and hear their music in a different way. And for whatever reason, those three pillars, to me, made sense with leadership. Simplicity. Let's make it simple for people to do their best work. And the most effective leaders put their focus on that. How do I help you, Genesis? How do I help you do your best work? Let's make it simple. Authenticity. How do we keep it real? How do we develop authentic relationships built on trust, built on bringing our whole selves to work, built on vulnerability and admitting that we don't know what's going on all the time? And then finally, opportunity. How can we as leaders, with or without a title, help other people create and develop into opportunities that they didn't know they had? So those are the three foundations. And it's been really fantastic because the book message has resonated with so many people and they're like, you know, I love the fact that you distilled it into those things because really it feels like that's what matters. So that's the essence of the book, Acoustic Leadership. 
And I like that you gave it in those just three foundations, or some people would say pillars, because three is something that's attainable, and you don't really need to um, go deep diving into it. It's just this is what you need to do in order to have these results. And I feel like sometimes people begin to overthink. And whenever you begin to overthink, you're not accomplishing anything because you just want to perfect everything. But if you just, you know, grab like that sticky ball, I don't know if you remember this or if you have kids and you throw it against a wall and it sticks, then just go with it. Why do we overcomplicate things? And what does Al uh, Avalorvine say? Um, why are you trying to make things so overcomplicated? And I, I should have you sing it because you are a singer yeah. and I'm not. And I feel like we need to get back down to the roots yeah. and build up from there. And one thing that I really respect whenever I see leaders in different positions is whenever they get up there and they talk about their failures, because had it not been for their failures, they wouldn't have the success. Talk about the flaws, be transparent and et cetera, because that lets people know that you're human and you make mistakes, but you're not gonna hide your mistakes. You're gonna bring your mistakes out to the forefront. You're gonna take ownership of it and you're gonna learn from it and you're gonna move on. And I feel like how many leaders are out here that so many people admire, but they never get up there and talk about their star ugly moments. They never get up there and talk about their failures and etc. And is that a person that you really want to lead? Yes, they're they're ch uh, checking all the boxes for the metrics and they're making all the money for the shareholders and etc. But if you can't get real and connect with people who are aspiring to get to where you are, I feel like you're missing a part of leadership, in my opinion. I agree with that. And it's funny because I think that the expectations need to be sort of reevaluated in terms of what leadership is and what it requires. And I'll give you an example. Um, years ago, I was working in a, gosh, it was like a, a leadership development conference. And one of the people who was attending the conference came up to me and said, you know, sometimes I feel like a fake because people are coming to me asking me for advice on this, that, or the other. And they're asking me for advice on things that I don't even do well in my life. And how am I supposed to help these people? And I said, okay, first thing is congratulations. People are coming to you for advice. That means that you're doing something right. People find value in what you're putting out there. But second of all, you don't need to know. Sometimes, to your point, the most effective leaders are the ones that say, you know what, I don't know, let's find out together. Or I don't know, this is something that I struggle with. Let's look at some ways that we can get better, you know, both of us at this. I think the people who have the best connections with other people are the leaders who are willing to say, look, leadership isn't about knowing everything. It's not about being the expert. It's about positioning other people to do their best work. And the most effective leaders that I know were flawed are flawed. They are imperfect individuals, but every day they show up with the focus being other people. And I think to me, if we can just put that at the very center of what our expectations of leadership are, I think everything else will, will fall in line after that. I love that. And now give them some practical challenges or some tools that they can use to really advance in their personal leadership journey, right? Yeah. So here's one thing that I focus on right now. My next book that I'm working on already includes a model that I call the RIF. Of course, it's a musical analogy. So the RIF stands for Rewrite, Integrate, Focus, and Flow. And what it looks at is how do we rewrite the rituals? If you think about, for example, the work environment, there's things we do, things we've always done. And as you well know, the world has changed. 
And are those things that we are doing every single day, have we evolved with those things? So I'll get to that in a second. So the rewrite is about the rituals, the work we do. Integrate is how we use the talent and resources available. Focus is about where we're spending our time and what we're giving our attention. And flow is about how do we make this sustainable? How do we keep ourselves in that place where we're in the flow and we're doing our best work? But for our conversation, one of the tools that I help leaders think through is rewriting the rituals. Okay, what work are we doing? What expectations do we have of ourselves and others? And I give them a very, very simple framework for cutting through what I call the muck. And in my first book, Acoustic Leadership, we asked, we started with that question. We said, what gets in the way of people doing their best work? And oh, people had a lot to say micromanagement, bureaucracy, meetings, email overwhelm, and, and so on and so on. And so in acoustic leadership, I said, okay, how can we mitigate the muck? How can we get rid of some of those things? And in the next book, what I'm proposing is another model to help us do just that. And I've got a little acronym for you. And it's this, as leaders, as developers of people, as individuals ourselves, we have to focus on the need. And the need to me is N-E-A-D. I'm purposefully misspelling it because what it stands for is what can we negotiate, eliminate, automate, or delegate? So think about that for a second. If I'm a leader of a team, we're trying to do our best work, the questions become, okay, let's start with delegate because I think it all starts with trust. Right there, we've got to start with trust. What trust can I delegate to other people to help them do their best work? The, the word delegation gets a bad rap because people think, oh, you're just, you're dumping stuff on other people. Well, yeah, it can look like that if you're not doing it right. But to me, delegate is what can I give people to do their best work? Absolutely. And yeah. And go ahead. No, no. One thing I would say to help people who are struggling with delegation is just think about your offloading, your, um, your incompetencies to someone who is going to pick it up for their zone of genius. So think about it that way. You're not strong in this area, but they are. So that's why you're delegating it to them because you know that they're more competent than you and it's their zone of genius. So if you think about it that way, I feel like delegation won't have that negative rap. Sorry, go ahead, Ray. I agree with you completely. And the funny thing about this, Genesis, is delegating trust is the easiest way to eliminate micromanagement. If you think about micromanagement as a thing, as a concept, it's based on trust. When people are micromanaged, it's because what's happening is they aren't being trusted to do the work that they're supposed to do. So we got to start with delegating trust. So negotiate, eliminate, automate, delegate. I start with delegate because it's the foundation right there at the bottom. Automate. We live in a world where we can automate duplicate tasks. How can we make it simpler by automating things that don't need to be done manually? Eliminate. What can we get rid of altogether? One of the most, oh, I'll give you an example of this. One of the most impactful things I saw, I had a manager one day, uh, we had some shuffle up on our team and we lost a very key contributor on our team and we were already short staffed at the time. And we got into a team meeting and we said, what are we going to do? I mean, how are we going to keep up all the work that this person was doing? How are, you know, we're already short staffed. What's this going to look like? And I never heard this from a leader quite like this before, but the leader said, we're not, we're not going to keep doing it. 
We're going to sideline and pause all of the things that were that person's responsibility. And what we're going to do is we're going to reevaluate them and figure out, were they really helping the end goals that our organization needed at the time? And how can we renegotiate them if possible, right? So eliminate, what can we get rid of to make it easy for people to do their best work? And then finally, I said the word already negotiate because the, the truth is we work in a reality where there's things we have to do that we don't exactly like. So how can we get negotiate the terms? How can we make it simpler? How can we take things away, modify it just slightly so that it just makes it overall easier for people? So that's kind of what I'm focusing on. That's one example of a tool that I help use to help other leaders develop other people. That is amazing. And y'all, we're not going to give away all the tools, but we're going to give you a practical tool so you can jumpstart your journey. And if you're eager to learn more, you definitely have to connect with Rick and go support his book. Well, his books, because there's another one that's coming out just so you can really um, tap into that. And Rick, I'm going to throw you an audible to see, is there any Anything else that I did not ask that you think would be valuable to add to the conversation before we jump into our call to action? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think it's just important for us to remember that we all have the capacity to influence other people. And I think one of the key things that I was reminded of very early in my career is because I, I told you that I was allergic to management and I, I, I already had sort of distanced myself from that. But somebody called me out on it. Somebody said, you know what, Rick? You don't want to be a manager. We know that. We respect that. That's not your career path. But what you're forgetting, and this was a true story at the time, they said, what you're forgetting is that every day people are looking up to you. You are a leader because you're leading these programs. You're leading these initiatives. You're facilitating these conversations, these courses, these workshops. You're a leader. You need to step up. And it was amazing to me, at Genesis, because that authentic conversation, when somebody had that honest conversation with me, I suddenly realized, they're totally right. They're totally right. I have a responsibility to show up as a leader with or without a title. And I think that's important for us all to remember. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that because I know that nugget is going to resonate with someone, Rick. And now let's jump into our CTA, the call to action. What is your call to action for the audience today? Well, first of all, I'd love for you to explore the book. Again, it's called Acoustic Leadership, Develop a Leadership Culture that Resonates. The easiest place to find it is on Amazon. You can also go to my website at ricklozano.com, and you can learn more about me, the work that I do in leadership development, keynote speaking, and, and so on. But I'm going to give Genesis, your, your podcast guests, or excuse me, your podcast listeners, a sneak peek here. So today, I'm going to give you a preview of what's coming in the next book. If you go to ricklozano.com slash riff, R-I-F-F. So go to ricklozano.com slash riff. And what you'll get is a free introductory course into the riff model that's going to help you focus on everything that you need to unlock and amplify your talent and potential. So again, go to ricklozano.com slash riff a bunch of free resources, a free course for you, and some additional fun stuff that I think is not only fun, but actually helpful. So, oh, and check out my music. It's on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, and so on. My real music is, is out there as well. So That is amazing. And thank you so much, uh, Rick, for your generosity and those freebies for our community. And Rick, for those who are social butterflies, are there any social media platforms that you hang out on primarily? 
you know, I really spend most of my time on LinkedIn and uh, I used to spend a lot of time on Twitter, but Twitter got a little dark for me. So uh, right now I'm on Facebook. You can hit me up on Facebook. You can also hit me up on LinkedIn. Those are the two places where I primarily hang out. Amazing. And thank you so much, Rick, for just coming here and dropping your knowledge with the community audience. All of Rick's contact information will be in the show notes. So make sure you read and scroll on down and tap in and go support the incredible things that he's working on. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. We're on 40 plus platforms. And I also want to thank each one of you for supporting on a regular basis. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. And my goal is to make it to that 1%. And for those of you interested in becoming a brand sponsor, we are definitely in need of sponsorships. You can find more info by going to genesisamarskemp.net and clicking on that podcast tab to learn more or sending me an email at genesisamarskemp. No, genesisamarskemp at gmail.com to see how we can work together and collaborate. So until the next guest, next episode, all info will be in the show notes once again. And for those of you into video, this is on YouTube by going to our channel, which is GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp. But signing out with peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And remember, you don't have to be in a leadership position to lead. You can lead from any seat and you are here to make an impact. But make sure you do not diminish your light in order to intensify someone else's. And as Babe Root says, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services could be here on GEMS Podcasts.